0: Simply telling us to fall in love. And that's why birds do it, bees do it. Even educated fleas do it. Let's do it, let's fall in love. Hope they've got clams, gets their wish, do it. Even lazy jellyfish do it. Let's do it, let's fall in love. What's up, fellow teens? You're listening to Jergen It, the only podcast about the secret life of the American teenager. I'm Sam Canning, a.k.a. The Horse Purchaser. And I'm Jordan Canning, and I'll take your son to therapy. And I'm excited about this episode, Jordan. Can you believe it? How did you... Did, mm, 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 what? Mm, what? What? I'm excited because we're seven episodes away from the end that's, of this show. And this that's project, part of it. Kind of. But also, I have felt so nothing about the past couple episodes and now this episode made me feel things anger i was mad and one part i laughed at it because it and i there's (laughs) you need to go see ken fields and talk about these emotions because i don't think you should be feeling them Um, (laughs) well if i talk to ken fields about them he'll just tell me to feel them even harder (laughs) he'll say that's great that's great feel the fear and keep it up Fear. This, I think it, this episode what? sucked the pubes off a dog dick.
1: Um, okay.
0: Also, that was a reference to Metal Gear Solid Three, f- the fear. Oh, do they do they talk about sucking the pubes off a dog dick in Metal Gear Solid Three? There's a song about it. I thought it was called Snake Eater, not dog dog Pube sucker. Eater. Dog. This sucker. is the worst. Wow. Bad start. It could start, be, it bad could be start. worse. It could be worse. It could be worse. It could be. It could start. With, I uh... mean, last week I had to censor all the times that we said the double D word. Uh, so this, this week, hopefully I don't have to censor anything. Uh, we're coming dangerously close. This is season five, episode 17, Frayed So, title watch. Frayed So. Eh? Eh? I- I Come don't really on. know what... I, I mean, this is, this, eh? part of it's about being afraid. Eh? Uh, this was written not by Brenda again. Brenda's gone. She's Brenda taking went to, she's Brenda's taking a in vacation. France buying a horse. <laughs> this is written by Kelly and Courtney Turk, the uh, famous the, writers of The Secret Diary of Ashley Juergens' book. Well, that's funny, because they Williams. seem to have forgotten about her. Who? But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it is really funny that, like, coming up on the end of the show, Brenda is just... She's gone. Where's she's, Brenda? She doesn't care anymore. they cancelled her show. she's pissed don't don't find her. Don't bring back Brenda. just great good yeah I mean hey i don't like I don't like uh the Turk's works. I don't like paul's uh calls, and I definitely don't like Brenda's Splendors. so uh-huh. I think that maybe <laughs> well, we should give, is uh, just gross. maybe we should give uh good old Keith a, another chance. No, he had the feet thing I mean. <sighs> This episode's not good. No, it's actually, I would dare, I say it was actually extremely bad. But, but. But you're feeling something. I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it, Mr. Krabs. And (laughs) I'll tell you this also, dare I say, the funniest thing on the show since the Mary You flash mob. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was, like, trying to remember what you were talking about. I don't, I don't know if you found it as funny as I did. Uh, I found it to be... Have you ever had, a, like, a nightmare that you're afraid you're never going to wake up from? I actually don't even know if you know what I'm talking about. No, I know what you're talking about. Uh, the the thing yes. that Chloe said? Oh, I thought you were talking about the funny tuba scene. The funny tuba? The oh, God. No, 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 no. Okay, well, I'll I'll let we'll you get know there what when I'm get talking there. about when we get to it. So uh, I began my notes by writing, fuck my life, fuck this show. That's yeah. kind of how I feel. So the beginning um, of the episode is Reverend Stone yelling at George, uh, I can't force Jack to go to therapy. He'll go when he's ready, and he's not ready. How dare you? Uh, my son almost killed you with a gun, and I'm really mad at you. He says that George is to blame. He's not ready for therapy. <laughs> <You need laughs> give, to- him, give him more time to crash more cars and shoot more doors. Look, I I know you want me to take away his gun, but you must understand, that's, that's a... That's that's Revolvy, his beloved childhood item that his father oh left him. God. He sleeps with it every night. It's his favorite toy. It's the only the boo-boo thing. Boo that... Boo Gun, <laughs> Boo Boo Gun. Please don't make me not get rid of Boo Boo Gun. <laughs> so- it liter- literally, though, Reverend Stone blames George. Because he's like George, you knew that he suffered a traumatic incident. Why did you try to break in on him? Can I like, just hit you? With an knocked early, on the door. Early call, worst ep- worst character in this episode besides Ricky and Ben. And oh ben shit, is- who did I say? It's. I oh, mean, I know okay. this is I early. Know, I know, yeah. This is early, d- but it's got to be Reverend Stone for me. What Reverend is he, Stone, stone There is another doing? character who made me madder than Reverend Stone, but Reverend Stone is a close second. God, yeah. So he's mad at George for letting Jack for trying to take away Jack's uh, only means of protection. George uh turns morphs his face into Alice for a second with his uh with his stand knoom coom. With uh, And he says, uh, actually, did you know that uh, people who have guns in the home are 20 times more likely to be hurt by them than be protected by them? I would know. I have lots of guns. I keep them in a safe with a code. I'm no a responsible knows. gun owner because I'm the main character and protagonist of the show. I'm the main character of The Secret Life of the American Teenager. No one knows the code to my gun safe. It's 911 and no one would ever guess this. <laughs> also nobody will ever be able to break into it because it doesn't exist it doesn't exist i've owned guns this entire time and you've never known about it yeah so george is dual wielding right then and there i have t- i have two kids and a baby and a- and another baby that lived in the house for years so it's so, good that i had all these guns yeah he's he's got as many guns as he has sons because the guns are his sons <laughs> he, he has, doesn't that have any sons because no son. yeah. his son was taken away from he has him. no so, no guns or sons so reverend stone says just just to be clear he says that Jack's dad left him the gun and it was the only thing his dad left him. What a nice dad. I hope and we that... we find out later. Uh there's a line about uh that does clarify because I was like okay well we don't know when Jack's dad died. I don't know if that's information we have, but Reverend there does mention old. something about like back when Jack was a little kid and he was raising him. So Jack's dad left him left a little boy a son, gun and nothing else. Son when the government men try to take your fucking guns, you know what to do. Here, take this hybrid truck and this gun and hit the road. Yeah. Like, Daddy! So, uh, Daddy! You're a man now, son. You're 13. Reverend Stone says "Uh, he'll try talking to Jack, and George says, well, trying's not good enough, which Here's is a rare moment where I dad. will agree with George Here's on that one. you father. I'm not- I, George Jurgens, am the main character of The Secret Life of the American Dad, but I'm not Re- Jack's father. And then Reverend, Reverend Stone is like, "I don't see your point here, uh, George. I I feel like you actually are his father." Sometimes the the father has to become another father. Sometimes the father has to become the father, but the father is capitalized to to state that he is the father to all. He's sometimes dad. the almost murder victim has to become the father. You need to face your fears, George, and deal with my son. Yeah. So Reverend Stone is like, "I'm I'm leaving. I'm going home," and George is like, "Uh." Are you not taking Jack home with you? And Reverend Stone says, I think he'll be better off with you. He almost killed George. Have you considered? That it would be good? It's not the prop- Okay. <laughs> Have you considered that maybe Jack Stone- not Jack- uh, What was Reverend Stone's name? Tom Stone? Sam. Sam Stone? Maybe he Tom, wants- Played by Tom Virtue. Played by Tom- ah, That's where Tom comes from. Maybe Tom Virtue wants George- Jack to become Jack- sh- Shoot- Shoot- you. Jack the Ripper. Jack the Shooter. Jack the, yeah. From Metal Gear Rising. It's time for Jack to let her rip. Jack's back! <laughs> is that Jack or is that Tad Hartrip? So, I don't know who that was. So uh, then Jack <laughs> says, uh, so it's good for Jack to stay with George, and then he leaves, and then he talks to Jack. George talks to Jack, and Jack talks no, to doesn't. his dad. And he says that he sees the pimp everywhere and can't get he, the no, image. No, that's not, no. Huh? That's Jack talking to Tom oh it's critically important that this conversation is between jack and tom and we'll get there in a minute oh yeah i'm sorry so jack is talking and by to tom, a minute i mean is... in like 50 minutes in like two hours he's like look the last th- he's the last thing he said to me was start praying christian and i did and and i didn't pray but god saved me and i see his face everywhere i see him when i'm getting the a pimp's burger. face not god's face i see well th- you know the god's image god made us in his image so the pimp <laughs> oh, does look shit, like god shit. oh man stay woke so Tom says that uh God, who does it real, but if he did, he did a pretty bad job because you got a broken everything and we're in a coma. But you did wake up on Christmas and Santa is real. So Santa's do the real. Math. Jack, Jack is like, I'm just glad I'm alive. And Tom says, Well, living in fear like this isn't really living. Can I tell and you Jack's an like, idea? Whoa. Like, this show ended a little. Well, Jack will later learn that that is uh, wrong. But, um, <laughs> but <laughs> it's good to live in Living fear. Living in fear is the only way to live. That's how I feel while I went, uh, every week I have to watch this show. Um, <laughs> that I'm disappointed that Brenda didn't get to make season six because we know that Santa is real. Yes. Mm hmm. What if Jack, under his Christmas tree, had this, the severed head of the pimp and that was sort of his Christmas present from Mr. Claus? I don't know why. I thought you were going to say, what if we got a a, a Tim Allen Santa Claus, but Jack has to become Santa. (laughs) That is better. But what if he used his Santa powers to exact revenge? Because he doesn't want to live in fear anymore. Do you remember? He needs to be Santa so he could be strong enough to get revenge. Do you remember seeing previews for a movie called Darkness Falls? This may have been a little before your time. Probably not. I, I can't, I can't so. explain my thought process right now. That's actually... Uh, may, uh, maybe I'm conflating how Darkness Falls works with how the Santa that's Claus evil, That's the wrestler works. Evil's finisher. So maybe that's anyway, what you're talking Dar- about. Darkness Falls was a movie about uh, if if a little boy was allowed to be in a dark room, then he would be murdered by some kind of ghost. But the twist is that the ghost is the Tooth Fairy and that the Tooth Fairy was trying to kill him because he saw the Tooth Fairy trying to take his tooth. Now, why would the Tooth Fairy... Did the t- does the tooth I think fairy that's what the movie was about. I never saw does it. The, 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 the previews did scare the shit out of me as a kid. Does anyway. the Tooth Fairy say start praying Christian before they do it?
1: Yeah, so Jack,
0: so Jack is going to become the new Tooth Fairy. I don't know what I don't know what's happening in my brain. Right now. Okay. So George makes breakfast for Jack and Tom the next morning, and Jack says, "George, do you have any way?" And then George says, "Way what?" And he says, "Way." And he says, What are you way. want me to way? And then they do that for forty five minutes, and that's the end of the episode. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then he, he says, he, he says. says, he says i'll get you way on the way to my the store but guess who my co-pilot is gonna be it's jesus check this one out i'm still working <laughs> oh, on my material we, we did make it a whole episode without a jesus as my co-pilot uh Damn. So that's pretty cool a little of disappointed kelly and courtney uh we do find out that jack apparently slept in george's bed with him and that's the source of of great mirth throughout the episode that's very uh, funny it's jack only does a have year. a line that is arguably funny but it made me feel nothing but i will say it out loud is Uh, He tells George, after a good night's sleep and talking to Tom and shooting you, I feel a lot better. That is not, I mean, it's funny if he had done it that could um, that, yeah george gives <laughs> yeah. him he, he gives him two choices he gives him, oh boy oh boy He gives him a good choice oh boy he gives him two he has a red pill and a blue pill and the red pill says go to dr chan i don't like this m- analogy anymore because of the other thing that that means he gives him two choices the good choice of going to dr chan <laughs> and then the bad choice of going to dr fields and you better believe that one of those actors was more affordable than the other <laughs> <laughs> he said i mean you would think it would be the random extra not ernie hudson I don't know. You don't know who Doctor Chan is. I guess it could I do. not uh, he did like look a, familiar though. A famous he may be a famous character from Seventh Heaven. You never know. <laughs> yeah, George says, Here's here's a choose your own adventure book. To go to Doctor Chan, turn to page thirty two, to go to Doctor Fields, put your hand in this paper shredder. <laughs> That's true. Really and Jack we- says, Okay, good point. <laughs> That's really so- weird that um I've I've checked I've I've uh when I do choose your own adventures, I like to get the best ending, so I always read through it in order first, because that's how mm-hmm. you do it. That's and canon. it's interesting that every time if you choose to go to page uh twenty eight to see Doctor Fields, um you only ever get bad endings. Yeah, it's and I the think that's kinda thing. it's kinda oh, interesting about that. I do wanna say George's exact line because it did make me very mad, right right up at the top of the episode. He says you can either see Doctor Chan, who your doctor recommended, or Doctor Fields, who I recommend. <laughs> That's so interesting, George. But I mean, who who are you going to trust? Uh, well, there's one Jack's, guy: Jack, surgeon, to... or George, who is a Christian. George is a Christian, and Doctor Chan. I remember when we met Doctor Chan. He said, "Hello, I'm Doctor Chan." And there's really no way to prove that God exists. I'm and more of an agnostic. I know nothing of bones or God. I know nothing of bones or God, and I only know about the brain. Uh, which is intangible, and you don't have one. Um, God, please don't make me mad about that this early. So, we'll get so there. So Kathy and Ethan are walking through the halls of Grant High School. She offers once again to help him with math, and uh he, oh, this is some fucking she grade says, A she material. She says that he's falling farther behind, and he says, "Uh, isn't it further?" And then she says, eh, "This well, is actually this is the so good." The f- further is a verb, and farther is an adjective. And I will... Should, and should so. we return the blender or the guacamole bowl? So Kathy's grandma uh, is going to be, I guess, visiting a friend in the hospital tonight. Whatever. It doesn't matter. The point is she will be gone tonight. And she, much like Dylan's parents, wanted uh, Henry to keep Dylan company, uh, wants Ethan to hang out with Kathy at their house alone tonight. Prove, Ethan, prove, prove how false you are. (laughs) <laughs> prove to me i don't and think ca- i don't think he knows if he's b- Valsell or not i think he forgot i mean he says some shit in this episode i know well, I, I think was mad. i i uh i think i liked cut my balls off i'm Valsell ethan a little more um well, well he explains to kathy that he uh he's like why does your grandma trusty uh we could be smoking pot or drinking beer or fooling around in that order and kathy says well we're not going to do any of those things and, so. and then yeah And then, and then Ethan, Ethan's like, uh, I don't, I don't do well in situations where people trust me. And right now, now that I've got people's trust, I'm debating whether or not I should lie to Margaret for no reason. And she's like, why, why would you lie to Margaret? And he says, well, if I, if I tell her the truth that I'm going over to your house to, to do homework and study, uh, then Margaret might say that we should go over to, to their house instead. And Kathy says, well, that's fine. It doesn't matter because we will actually just be doing homework. And Ethan says, but but instead what if we could be alone at your house with the option to to do sex and she says we're not going to have sex I and need to says, be tempted so I can be prove my prove my value and she says that they're not going to have sex either way and he says well you don't know that and she oh says my God. yes I do and yes, he says you... no you don't and Kathy just says nothing no response necessary yay end cu- of scene they're so cute together i yay, love them yay goals <laughs> so Ricky is over at George's house he needs George to uh watch John because uh John oh my my sweet boy John he he is he bit back John I'm sorry John has canceled this episode John sucks I, I hate I, to cancel a toddler I actually no, love it I but love John it. is canceled I'm done with this kid he means nothing to me he first yeah. of all he he shot a kid he bit a kid but don't worry it was self defense it was stand your ground bite your ground um he did bite a kid and he got sent out home for the day and poor sweet perfect ricky oh, oh my, my god i cry i'm i'm crying my every little time. baby man well his wife Ugh. Ugh. She's, at a, she's in new york so she can't take care of this kid Ugh. sorry i just thought about amy i'm so fucking pissed at amy we hate amy but oh, he has to miss he, he's gonna miss a day of class which does suck, but I mean, I did that constantly, uh, <laughs> and then dropped Well, when your so perfect valedictorian boy Ricky, who has access to all your classes online, as he apparently does, it seems like it's fine. And it would be good if he could show how good of a dad he is and how shitty his wife is, who he hates. Yeah, that would Amy, be great for the that show. That would be really good for the show. George for does me. say because Ricky's like, "Can you wa- can you watch my boy?" And George says, "I can't. I'm working." And Ricky with says, me. "Okay, I guess I'll have to miss school while Amy's in New York with Ben." And George's like, "Amy doesn't care about Ben. She only cares about herself. Fuck you, Amy. We hate you on this show. Remember when you were the main Boo. character?" Boo. Boo. Pull out your groggers, everyone. <laughs> so, um I'm going to insert I'm not going to, but man, it would be really funny if I did insert a grogger sound effect every time one of us says Amy. That would be unbearable to listen to. So Ricky's, you don't like you don't like the sound of a grogger. <laughs> I don't like the sound of a grogger when we're talking about allegedly the main character of the you, secret life, the American Dad. Well, does the average the non-Jewish person know what a grogger is? Do you it's, think it's like a rattling noisemaker? Uh, when you mention the bad man of Haman's name on Purim. you you make a noise because yeah, because <laughs> <sighs> he's bad. What a yeah, fun. Because you don't you don't want to hear his name because he's bad because he's evil. Yeah, um, I'm I, I like I'll i'll do some editing and make this episode completely unlistenable <laughs> what if we just start calling amy Heyman and don't explain it <laughs> <laughs> uh, no hey so okay so uh uh jack and tom walk into the kitchen and oh sorry before that there's a quick moment which is where ethan calls ricky on the phone and says what should i do about kathy and ricky says no I'm bye. Tempted, my sorry. dick my dick sorry ricky my dick he, he doesn't say bye he just well, says no and hangs when up. When has Ricky ever show. said bye? He Nobody has do ever that. done that. So Jack and Tom walk in and they say uh they're they're very casually like, Hey Ricky, hey, uh Ricky Jack tried his... to shoot George. S- and George is like, Yeah, it happened after work. I love that George had some sort of near death experience and all he wants to do is passive aggressively make Ricky ask about his new uh restaurant that he owns. Say, how did you get a job? <laughs> Capitalism be like that sometimes. Sometimes you care less about your own death than you do about your business. Yeah, so uh, Jack Jack is like, oh, don't worry, it's fine that I almost shot George and you don't need to worry about it. And Ricky legitimately is like, oh, okay, fine then. And uh, Ricky's like, oh, wait, so George, what what were you talking about about work? And George's like, "Oh, finally, you ask. I bought Jeff's. And then Ricky's like, you wow. know, George, that's, that's great and I'm very happy for you and I'm going to do smile acting, but... The restaurant business is hard work. Are you sure you know what you're doing? And George fucking flips a shit. I'm a and spins man and off. I take man risks and I have shaved balls! Why does he, what, I, not to Who agree do with George, for? but like, he only owns the restaurant. Like, he's not, he's not like the fucking manager. Like, well, he's just taking in money. Well, it is only the only restaurant in town and business is booming. So, yeah. you have to worry about his, uh, his future. But then Tom, who famously uh, is very good with people, that's why he's the vice president of HR at Investment Central, says, the reason that George is so mad is because he misses his son, Roboruto, and that's why he's mad about it. Have you noticed, I I think that Tom's actor has been uh, trying a little bit less this season. I feel like, I feel like of all the people who are kind of, yeah, I know, but I feel like it really shows for Tom's actor. Maybe like he's, he's sick of maybe he's sick of only getting to be a fucking asshole. Seriously. Maybe he would like to play a character who isn't the worst for once. It's <laughs> like he's like Brenda, can I be nice one week and can she's I be like, nice to anyone? Can I be nice to Jack? I've known him for years and he's going through a lot and she's like, "Look, Tom." Uh she doesn't know his real name. Uh, <laughs> "Look, Tom." Luke. <laughs> Luke, is your name is your character named Ethan? and he's like no. <laughs> he's like I there's nothing I can Is your do character named but... Ben? Is your character named Ricky? <laughs> Is, Is your character you're... named George? You no, that I don't about give a that shit. Before I casted you as Tom and not Ricky because if you were Ricky, your mm. life would be way different right now. Damn, that's true. Okay, so uh we go to Jeff's, the only bar and grill that's George's. <laughs> And Reverend Stone is here, and he's talking to George, and he's like, hey, He is so George. fucking pissed because Jack did not go to his therapy appointment, and for some and reason that is- now it's your problem. He- no, okay. So first of all, George did drive him to the appointment. Yes. So he's already taking responsibility that Reverend yes, Stone I should be Yes, I don't know taking. why George did that for Jack. And then he made sure- I don't, don't know why sure Jack's he, dad didn't do that for he him, made or his sure, mom. Well, sometimes the parent has to become the parent uh, to yeah. another kid. And then he made sure that Jack walked into the elevator, so he knew that he was in the building before he left. But, yes. but Jack left the building, and that George should have walked him in and maybe uh, sat there in the appointment with Jack and maybe given him a big hug and tucked him in that, every now night. Now, that would be fucked up if George tried to go into Jack's therapy appointment no, That's a very him. confidential uh, thing you're not supposed to – well, I mean, you know, you know. Ken Fields, but that's not gonna happen. He's a great therapist. Uh George does say dadgummit here in this scene for some reason. Uh So, Reverend Stone says, it's your fault that Jack didn't go to therapy. And George says... <laughs> what uh, are you he's... doing with your life, Reverend Stone? George mentions uh, that Jack slept last night, and Reverend Stone is like, how do you know? Oh and he's my... like, because he slept in my bed with me. And I said, ha 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 ha. And Reverend Stone says, quote... Sometimes it's easier for someone who isn't the parent to get the kid to do what he needs to do. I don't know, man. Your kid almost killed someone and you're <laughs> washing your hands of it and making it his problem. You're trying to tell me that if, if, a random, if I'm a kid and I've been traumatized and a random man who I barely ever spoke to on the show said, You need to go to therapy. I'd be like, fine. As opposed to my own father being like, you need to go to therapy. And I'd be like, oh, maybe I should listen to him. He's my dad. Or like, hey, Jack, if you don't go to therapy, I'm not going to help you pay for your college anymore or something like that. You know, like, I i have a I have an extremely violent dog for this uh, analogy. That's funny because I know you don't like dogs that much. You and I took my extremely person. violent dog to a, to a shopping mall where I take my dog. And I was uh-huh. walking around with my extremely violent and aggressive dog. Uh, and my dog pulled a gun this, on a woman can we, can and shot we, at her. Can we, can we change and this And I said, metaphor hey, lady, just... control my dog. You should have dodged. You should have gone into to. What neo-boy. the fuck is your problem? Take why my dog wanna... to therapy. <laughs> Take my dog to the therapist. Take my dog, please. <laughs> I'm going to throw you out of the wit- Sorry, why did you want to change this analogy? Oh, because I thought you were going to make a joke about a dog biting someone, and I thought it would have been funnier if it was like, you know, a wolf or a tiger. Or maybe okay, something more so, I, so I take my extremely violent bird <laughs> I take to the my... shopping mall, <laughs> and of course, it's always dual-wielding, so now it's, I gotta deal with that. It's got two- I took my uh, gigantic mecha dinosaur, <laughs> and you know so I always... went So I went to the wall with, with War WarGreymon. So I got in my Metal Gear, and I took it to the mall, and daggummit, stepped on something, and I said, why did you let it step on you? So I was piloting my Jaeger to the library the other day, and, my, and it fucked up, and it killed a 100 people, and I turned to my drift ki- my drift partner, and I said, what the fuck, dude? Well, in that case, it would be your drift partner's fault. It would also anyway, be your fault. It would also the- be your fault. Uh, this analogy is really good, which is why I think that we should uh, finish talking about it. So, uh, Reverend Stone, this is where he's like, he uh, like I miss when Jack was dad- a little boy, and, and sunrise, that means that his dad sunset. left a little boy a gun sunrise sunset i gotta say i gotta say fire the gun I, I think that i was supposed to be emotional about the line yeah, where he's jack's like, dad was like oh when he was a little boy holding my hand or whatever when he but was a all little i could boy think ho- about was jack's dad left a gun to a small child when he was a little boy holding his gun and holding my hand with the other <laughs> hand. wielding me and the gun <laughs> So then we get the worst, the dumbest part of this episode. And let me tell you about my best friend. This is this a real song or is this like a fake song written for the show? I actually, I looked it up because I was like, I've heard this song before, but I don't know what the fuck it is. It's apparently. It's got like, Goofy Tupa in the background. Apparently this song uh, is Best Friend by Harry Nilsson. Have you, have you heard this song before? No, I I was dying when I heard it. Okay. Okay. It, I've heard it in places. I feel like I've heard it on TV before in shows or whatever. Apparently, it's from a show. I didn't write down the name. It's from like a late sixties, early seventies, I think, oh, sitcom well, that's, great that's called for the like teens. "The Courtship of Bing Bong's <laughs> Funny Dad" or something. <laughs> I like love that. "The Courtship of Bing Bong's Funny Dad." Okay, it is a sitcom from okay. nineteen sixty-nine. Nice, nice. Uh Called "The Courtship of Eddie's Father." And the opening theme song is that song, Best Friend by Harry Nilsson. Uh, so this is a song about a dad. Yes. <laughs> Much so like I that, guess... that Nirvana song about a dad. I need an easy dad. So yeah, the... I I guess the show has just kind of the, the song "Best Friend" has just kind of become like a shorthand for so- father son bonding on television. I guess so. So Ricky and John are having a grand old time. They're like playing football, and John has a little toy vacuum while Ricky is vacuuming, and then they're both like burning an effigy of Amy and smiling. Hey, can and I say? Yeah. I can't even find this cute anymore because I just hate Ricky so much. Can I give a slap a a comfortable, disgraceful teen crime on this montage that only exists to make it very obvious that John doesn't like Amy anymore and only likes his dad now, so that in the finale, Amy can leave and go to New York without John and leave (laughs) uh, John with Ricky, who's the hero and the good guy of the show, and that's how it's going to end for sure, I'm 100%. Yeah, like I, I used to, I used to like even, even when I didn't like Ricky anymore, I would still see the scenes of Ricky and John having cute moments together, and I would be like, ah, I gotta admit, he, it is cute with when Ricky's with. No, I, it's I, not cute anymore. I, I don't care anymore. I, I felt nothing. I was just mad. I hate Ricky so much. He's the worst. Uh, it's, it's the fact that I think, I think what it is is that. The difference now is that it's not just like Ricky having cute moments with his son. It's It's Ricky Ricky having cute moments with his son as a contrast to to how much Amy is a horrible mom and we hate her. God, I fucking hate Amy. She just sucks. She (sighs) is in New York. She's in. (laughs) Boo! She's in New York trying to pursue her dreams, as opposed to Ricky, who isn't. I'll get mad about that later. So Amy calls Ricky and says, hey, I called the nursery. They said John bit a kid. And then Ricky's like, he's angry. I don't know why. You called the nursery before you called me. And Amy's like, Uh yeah, I checked on my son before I checked on you. Oh, like, you suck. Ricky, you didn't even call Amy. So shut the fuck up. So um Amy's like, John's not a biter. And then Ricky's like, he must be a little angry for some reason. I don't know why. Why? And then Ricky's like, by the way, I knew that Ben was on the plane and that you sat next to Omar. And then... Uh, I, I don't know why he's doing that, because, like, who cares? Remember last episode and you are just like, Amy, sensitive voice. i I'm want you to. Worried. I trust you. I'm sorry for being such a jerk. I want you to achieve I'm your gonna dream. going to support you from now on, Amy. Hey, we'll be a modern couple. You can go what to New the York What the fuck, and- Amy, Why it? did you sit next to Ben on the plane. plane? You were breathing Ben's air? So, uh, that's great. Uh yeah, so, uh, Amy, Amy's mad at Ben for texting Ricky about that. Ricky says, How's the school? And Amy says, Why aren't you at work? And he says, How's the school? And then she says, Oh, you know, it's nice to be here for a day or two, but I think you and I both know that I can't leave John with you. On the other hand, though, there is daycare here in New York, and I already checked it out, so we could do that if that was a She what specifically we wanted to says do. that she learned about it from the Napikov School of Shitty Moms who suck at music. Yeah. Uh, Ricky asks, john he's like hey john want to talk to mommy on the phone and he's like oh you hate no. my mother boo fuck bad mom. fuck you uh, amy. but at at ricky's urging john does begrudgingly say i love you mommy i miss you and then he runs away uh and then ricky you, he's also and he's then, gritting his little teeth while he says it yeah uh amy he's uh he's like biting down on a strap of leather uh to deal it with hurts the pain of saying, so I love much you, mommy. to be nice to his mom uh Amy looks at a symbolic statue of liberty figurine that I don't wanna sugarcoat the fact that uh that in the Secret Life of the American Teenager season five episode Whatever the fuck, there was a scene where John didn't wanna say I love you to Amy Juergens, his mom. I like that I like that your idea of sugarcoating it is just. No, I don't want to make it. sure anyone thinks we're joking or anything. I just want everyone. <laughs> oh no, no, no! He literally, that, he literally. John Juergens, Amy Juergens' son, who was the whole point of the show is that Amy's pregnant with him and working very hard to raise him. Doesn't want to say "I love you" to his mom anymore because she because he hates her. Yep. So Thanks, she looks Brenda. at a little figurine of the Statue of Liberty and says, I'm in this, New York. Do you think this means anything? Remember the last time she was in New York and she wore a Lady Liberty hat and sent a picture to Ricky and it made him mad for some reason? Yeah, and then she went to pajamas, the club where you wear pajamas. Oh, that was after she went to pajamas, the club where you Fucked. wear Fuck. So Counselor O'Malley pulls Kathy out of class. Hey, wait a, a minute. Says, wait, we said before that, uh, that that pajamas was an annexation of Jeff's. Do you think that George owns pajamas now? I think that he probably uh, does own pajamas, yeah. So, Counselor O'Malley pulls Kathy out of class, and she says, uh, Jonathan and Sonia, remember them, they've been calling- I'm getting a call uh, from the mayor of an award-winning small town. Do you know him? They say, She says, they've been calling your house, uh, which is weird, because you would think that they know that she has school on a weekday. You think that any adult on this show ever tries to not call a teenager while they're at school? They only nope, so- call teenagers while they're, they're at school. So, so, O'Malley says they, that they called the school and they want her to call them. Remember when Kathy Amy's says, fucking doctor called her when she was at school and got mad at her for not answering Dr. Hightower? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, O'Malley says, uh, or, uh, Kathy says, is the baby okay? And then O'Malley says, I don't know, who cares? Uh, we go to commercial and then we come back. And then Kathy's in the, in O'Malley's office. Uh, and she says, something that really bothered me throughout the episode is she's like, <sighs> My boyfriend called them. He wants to see the baby. And she keeps fucking calling her ex her boyfriend. Her boyfriend? She doesn't even give him a name, but she she's very- No, we, we never get his name in the episode. She's very, uh, assured that she is dating Ethan, but she has never heard of the word ex before, I guess. Right, like, he he was her boyfriend, like, over a year ago. He- they both have Kenfield's disease where they're like, I don't care if she's my ex-wife, she's always maybe, maybe my wife constantly. Anyway, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh-, uh Kathy delivers the excellent line where they're like hey, why don't you call your parents and she says well my parents are in France buying a horse you know like you do as you do sometimes you go to France uh get yourself a horse do they put the horse on the plane yes uh nice. have you ever seen that movie horses on a plane i love that movie so Kathy's grandma is very busy today uh with her friend in the hospital and Kathy- i like i like the uh the the uh song for horses on a plane that was done by that band uh colt starship does that work no? What? What? Because Cobra Starship did the song for Snakes What does on a that have plane? to do with sna- horses though? Oh, Colt. I think it's Cold. No, no, no. Cold. Oh, it's oh. always cold on a plane. Eh, yeah, I guess so. Sometimes it is. That's a little... that's that's me doing an impression of a grandma. Anyway, uh okay, so uh now that I've made that great joke, uh Kathy leaves O'Malley's office and Chloe says, "Hey, what's up? We're friends, remember?" And then Kathy says, Oh, I was just talking to O'Malley about running for student council next year. And My Chloe bracelet. says, I'm gotcha. reading your face and I can gotcha. tell that you're lying because I'm a genius. And Kathy says, Here's what's really happening. Very nice. Uh, one. My she boyfriend. mentions her boyfriend again, and Chloe's oh, like, Oh, me? Your boyfriend, That's me. Ethan? I'm your boyfriend. That's what the word boyfriend means. It's me, Ethan. There's no other yeah, word so... that means someone who used to be your boyfriend, but isn't anymore. Yeah, so Chloe t- says your ex-boyfriend is probably doing this because he heard that you have a new boyfriend and that's what guys are like. Guys are like that. I, All I guys agree. are like that. All guys fly from Texas to California or the yeah. other way around to be weird and normal. Yes. My ex-girlfriend has a new boyfriend. I got to get a plane ticket now and also I need to call the parents of the baby that she gave up for adoption. My mom who's also named Margaret. Can because I go Because to- I'm jealous of Ethan. My dad, Shaker, who is also named Shaker, he says that it would be good for my moral fiber if I do this. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so Kathy says uh, she doesn't want to talk to Ethan about this because she's like, oh, things are finally normal in my life and I don't want to go back to being the teen mom who has problems with the baby and the boyfriend because she keeps fucking calling him him the boyfriend. Uh, Chloe says, Ethan is madly in love with you and he's not going to dump you over something like this. And then Ethan approaches and Chloe says, goodbye, I'm leaving. And then Ethan says, uh, what's up? And then Kathy lies and says, I was exploring my options for next year in the, in the counselor's office. And then, uh, she says, Ethan, are you, are you coming home with me after school today? And he says, I guess so. And then Kathy says, uh, I'll make this tutoring session fun. And then Ethan says but not too fun. Nothing to make anyone think I can't be trusted. <laughs> Ethan is the fucking master from Fallout. <laughs> he just has like five different voices. Some... <laughs> Jesus. Well, okay, Kathy, if you're sure it's a good idea. <laughs> I am assimilating all characters on this show. Hey, Anne, are you enjoying being assimilated into Ethan? Not now, George. I'm going to evict you from this, this amalgamation of our bodies. Oh man, I wish George would get evicted from this amalgamation of characters. <laughs> so, so, uh, Leo is, oh man, you ever a secretary and you just go back to your old job for no reason? I, um, I like, uh, when I have an office job and then, uh, my boss says to me, hey, would you like to do food service for the rest of your shift? Ricky, Ricky, he knows that John bit a kid somehow. And then, uh, Nora, who has been body snatched and brain snatched and mind snatched in this episode. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, yeah, I didn't even question. Yeah, Leo's like, uh, Ricky, Ricky didn't come to work to the butcher shop today. Would you, do you want to fill in for him? And I I was just like, okay, sure. But now I'm like, wait a minute. He, why Ricky does- knew that he, okay. Leo's had, like, Ricky's you, like, you I were, need to call out. I'm going to, I'm going to tell the, the, the head of the company. Yeah, you had a, you've worked food services. That's completely normal. So. Yeah, Ricky. So Leo knows that because he's such a good micromanager. And then Nora says, maybe John's mad because his quote, mommy is in New York with someone's son. This yeah, is me now. Hello, I'm Nora. She, nice to meet you. So she, she kind of hints at it, but then she, then she full on straight up says to Leo out loud, she's like, I think that you found out what flight Amy was on and you got Ben a ticket on the same flight to try to get them back together. And Leo's like, what the fuck are you talking about? dark leo is like ben remember i told you when you love someone you're with them for the rest of your life that um, character doesn't exist anymore no, dark leo's now i hate my son man leo's dark passenger <laughs> he uh, was evicted from their uh horrible amalgamation <laughs> so she aggr- agrees to go to the uh oh hold on leo i i do i do need yeah. to cinema sins this one uh, Leo says he doesn't want Ben to date Amy anymore. Amy's a nice girl, but there's too much water under the bridge. <laughs> that is which not Which is what the that opposite means. of what that means. Ah, oh, water on the, under the bridge. That's why we're not there's friends anymore. There's too many anymore. things that are no longer important. Water on the, under the bridge. We can't be friends anymore because I've buried I can't. too many hatchets. <laughs> there's not enough skeletons in our closet to, to pay for my son's skeleton tax. <laughs> He she doesn't have a get out of jail free card to do some things she has to do. <laughs> so Leo Leo says, uh my driver will take you to the butcher shop and uh while you're there, uh can you grab one of our pamphlets on restaurant supply and take it to George? I need and a local says, mono- I need a regional monopoly on yes, the only restaurant he, in he town. He says, I've been wanting to work f- with Jeff's for years and be their meat supplier. But Jeff always wanted to stick with his current supplier. And I've got an account with every restaurant in town except Jeff's, which means that he doesn't have any <laughs> accounts with nothing. any restaurants because there aren't any. You know, what's Nora's going to be the easiest person to make this sale. I mean, not to joke about later, but she'll just be like, hey, George, if you eat all the meat at the restaurant, it'll give you <laughs> the biggest boner. Remember that <laughs> guy? Fuck. Literally, though, literally, though, you, you would just have to, like, ask George. Leo Leo could just go to George and be like. Hey, do, Use you my want, meat instead. do you want me to be a new meat supplier? And he'd be of like, course. sure. Leo could and fucking like, Hooray, I have a Meat Napoli. He could price gouge his eyes out and he wouldn't care. He's like, one hamburger, $25 a pound. Yep. Great. <laughs> yeah, so, that's that's how it works. You you just sell hamburgers to the restaurant. Yeah. You don't know what Jeff's menu is. All I know is that there's a salad bar and a bocce. Pit. You haven't played Meat Napoli. <laughs> There's only one space in Monop Meet Monopoly, and it says Hamburger. And if you get to that space first, you win. Man, I I saw. I think I was at uh, Barnes and Noble, and I saw a uh, uh, a Monopoly Cheaters game. Edition. Maybe maybe it was Target. I don't remember. Anyway, that 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 doesn't matter. I don't know why I clarified Soci- that. Was it Socialist Monopoly? Have you seen no, that? No, it was it was it was like. Ah, oh, shit. Let me, let me Google it real quick. Was it to not sure the Monopoly I... Cheaters Edition that has cheating baked into the rules? No, I, I see that one and I, and I like it and it's very funny and great. Um, okay, it is Monopoly Speed. And the fucking tagline on the box is a Monopoly game you'll actually finish. Man, Monopoly is so desperate to want people to play their shitty game that sucks. That, uh. Like, if you know that your game is that bad. <laughs> That they're they're advocating either tug-in-cheek critiques of socialism written by baby boomers, uh, baked-in rules for cheating, and just making the game shorter are their best ideas. There's also one that takes the banking out and does it for you, because that's the only engaging part of, of Monopoly, is the part where you get to play with the fake money. Oh my god, there's a Monopoly, quote, longest game ever edition. Oh my God. The board is just, like, twice as long. I fucking hate it. It's Monopoly, but it's Mr. Bone's Wild Ride, and each space <laughs> is one one track. I want to get off the Monopoly man's Wild Ride. Hey, Hasbro, how about you go fuck yourself and stop selling your <laughs> shitty product? Anyway, and hey, 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 every every fucking parent in the world every mom and dad stop fucking say, enabling them say, by buying monopoly you could i you know what's really funny is that like just i feel like a couple weeks ago i had this conversation with our own mom that i was like Mom. oh, it was cause it was, it was the holidays and I was like, oh, mom, I always like all the gifts that you get us, except when you used to get us just different kinds of monopoly. I thought that was terrible. Or, or Jewish taboo, the worst present I've ever received. Tab Jew. Jewish taboo where all the words are Jewish things. One of the worst gifts anyone has ever given anyone. Good Let's God. talk about secret life themes. Seriously, though, fr- friends don't let friends play Monopoly. If your friend is playing Monopoly, uh, you need to walk them to your to their therapist. Uh, get in the elevator with them. Follow them up through the elevator, uh, and then walk them into the office and sit down on the couch next to them. <laughs> Hold on, I need to get some water real quick. I'm gonna die. Okay, BRB. All right, uh, I'll I'll just vamp until you're gone. I mean back. So hey, how, how's it going, everyone? Um, <sighs> Jordan. Sorry. Uh, That ends our tight 20 about Monopoly, though. Okay, um, uh, 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 where the fuck were we? Okay, so Adrian, uh, meets Jack in the famous coffee shop that we will be, uh, spending the rest of our lives at. No appearance Uh, from Clementine or Tangerine this week, which later (laughs) confirms my theory that Clementine does not work there anymore. No, I think Clementine skipped town. Uh, so, uh, Adrian is here, she's gonna give Jack a ride home from school, uh, and, uh, apparently he... I guess what happened was that she picked him up from therapy to take him to school, uh, and he apparently lied uh, and said that therapy was good, but Very apparently cool. Grace knew that he didn't really go, and Grace told Adrian that he didn't really go, so she's mad. And then he says, he doesn't want to see a shrink who doesn't even believe in God. And instead of Adrian just saying, what does it matter? Adrian says, you don't know he doesn't believe in God, and then Jack makes cuck face. She says, you've got your physical and spiritual health squared away. It's time to get to pursue fixing your mental health. And then Jack says the great words uh, of, I'm about to get mad. Well, Jack doesn't believe in mental health because the brain is intangible. He says see. there's- well, not the brain. The but mind. Like the mind is intangible. He literally says there's no such thing as it's mental fake. health. The mind is intangible, the brain is real, and the brain- and my brain is healthy. And then Adrian says- I what understand I the logic. I understand your reasoning, and I must respect you, and I must shake your hand and debate you in the free marketplace what? of Adrian, ideas. However, no, have Just you because considered it's intangible love? Doesn't intangible doesn't mean the mind isn't real. And he's like, huh? And then he says, "Well, Grace loves you, and your friends love you, and if you care about us, then you should go to therapy." And he's like, "Damn." You've debated me in the marketplace of ideas and you've I, defeated me and with facts and logic. <laughs> I'm sorry, but why is that the argument that Adrian makes? She's like sh- she could just say, "Well, Jack, the mind is intangible, but it is real. I like you're thinking, right? You have thoughts, yeah." Well, Adrian Why, has d- only why studied... does she need to have a fucking analogy? Well, she's never studied psychology, so it's fine. <laughs> Damn, that's what a great point. <laughs> I was joking, because Adrian is literally studying psychology. No, I know. Psych- Okay, I'm just making sure you know that she's constantly talking about psychology now. She loves it. Well, so she apparently Kathy doesn't Ethan... believe in the mind anymore, so... No, well, she can only she can only argue it by comparing it to something else. She needs to go to the intangible. professor and be like, uh, uh, Dr. Tewilliger, I need to drop this class. I don't believe in the mind anymore. Yeah, and then he steps on a rake. Oh, that's the name I used, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know why <laughs> he went with Terwilliger. Yeah. <laughs> Professor Sideshow Bob, please. (laughs) Professor Frazier, please. So Kathy comes home and uh, her grandma is gone because her grandma doesn't get to be on the show anymore. She's always either upstairs or at the hospital. But she made brisket tacos and, and, uh, like, delicious food for them. But Ethan, the fucking asshole that he is, he's like, oh, um, and this- it, and you, I don't want to, if it's cold. Is this spicy? Oh, is it cold. cold? Oh, oh Damn, is that a- what he meant when he said, is it, he said it's, it's not hot, is it? I think when he said it's not, ho- I oh, think it's funny because I think it's bad spicy. writing disease because, because it's funny because back to back he says it's not hot, is it? Which I think was him complaining about eating hot chip. But then he says, Oh, it's, it's cold because it's, it's not because it's cold and he's complaining about that. And if only there was a way to make food hot again. God. Yeah, well, there's not. Humans can never solve that problem. So he, he does eat it and then he says, Wow, this is good, even though I'm complaining about it. And then Kathy says, Okay, let's eat and then study. And then Ethan says, What if we eat and then make out? And then Kathy says, Maybe we can, maybe we can study and then make out afterwards. But I don't want to make out unless so my she grandma can, is here, so she because I don't want approve. her to not trust us. Grandma, I need you to trust us. Watch me make out. If then there's, I, I, if if you, <laughs> I'm sorry. If you ma- if you were making out with Ethan before your grandma returns, why would you then, when she gets back, be like, "Hi, Grandma. We did make out while you were gone. Just so you know." <laughs> I just want you to trust me and know that we made out. Here, why I took lots and lots and lots and lots, lots of pictures. Uh, but also, don't make out with Ethan. So then there's a, a knock on the door. And it's Kathy's ex, and she says, Oh, no, no, it's my it's boyfriend. Not can- yeah, it's her boy. I think, you know, there are people who can have more than one boyfriend, and that's fine. You know? Okay, Kathy, <laughs> no. <laughs> I think we need to respect Kathy's decisions. No, I, I mean, no, you're wrong. I mean, <laughs> no. sh- surely she knows what X exists. She's so good at algebra. Oh! Hey! Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Last week uh when the question when Ricky asked Ethan what x is and Kathy Ethan said I don't know I can't solve for x I've never heard of x what's x That makes a lot more sense now. Um so her boyfriend is here it's her nerdy Chad boyfriend who's a Chad and yeah. uh and is not a nerd. And then Ethan says get the hell out of here. You get the hell out of here. And then Kathy's like no he needs to come in he's my boyfriend we need to talk to my boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. And then, so Ethan, Ethan's like, uh... oh can yeah. We come th- up with a name for this guy because I don't want to call him Kathy's ex. Well, no, he's Kathy's boyfriend. So <laughs> can we ca- he... can we call him like boyfriendo or something? Let me let me look up and see if he has a name. He doesn't, but he's that weird guy. <laughs> Can't wait to talk about that. Uh, man. Let's call him Pimento. Man, the Pimento. Oh, okay, he what? Wait, why? Yeah. Wait, uh, why? Huh? <laughs> uh well i'm just very confused because doesn't ethan like call him a don juan yes yes he says that he's like don according to secret life wiki his name is don (laughs) i don't know if that's right we're gonna call him don now i do have one comment to read from don's secret life wiki article i wish that i could see a picture of adrian's baby Okay, so yeah, uh, Bodark did find uh, on one of the worst things I've ever seen. Thanks, Bodark. That apparently someone made a Photoshop of Adrian holding the baby that they thought Mercy would have been. People uh, apparently were asking for a shot of Adrian's baby. I wish they would have shown us the baby. They said the dead baby. Thanks, Secret Life. Man, man, I wish they'd shown us the dead baby while Angel plays. Anyway. Uh, here's here's the comment from from Don's article. The fir- this first part is in bold, all caps, italics.
1: The Red Ranger is a daddy with daddy issues.
0: <laughs> God, think he went from being an irresponsible teenager to a responsible teenager with serious attitude. Don is the new Red Dino Charge Power Ranger. <laughs> Secret life actors work in all industries. We always joke about like uh, the show is so is by boomers for boomers. But we need to never forget that there were teens watching along this whole time, intergaging oh, with this show. Were. And I think and that's also, so funny. Also, yeah, apparently, uh, uh Don's actor, a Red Power Ranger in Power Rangers Dino Charge. Good for Man, him. Good for him. That rules. Uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. So Don is here, uh he wants to see the baby and it's been bugging him and he wants to know if Ethan saw the baby, which apparently happened, but we never saw that happen so it didn't happen the the moment by the way right we we cuz we go to commercial in the middle of the scene but right right before we go to commercial uh don kind of like elbows his way into the room and he goes "Kathy?" and Ethan looks at Kathy like he's surprised "Who? Don? He, my, he's my like, boyfriend? Your Kathy? Like what the fuck was that?" <laughs> anyway, then we go to commercial, and we come back, Kathy's talking to Don and he he says He's upset because she never told him that she had the baby. And then he says, it can still be my baby if I change my mind. And she says, no, it can't. You signed paperwork for them to adopt the baby, you fucking idiot. And he says, well, I was thinking about it. And what if that's the only baby I ever I had? Love- this guy wants to unadopt a baby. Yeah. He wants to pry the baby from the award-winning town with the award-winning mayor. Yeah. Well, he's just he's just doing a product recall. <laughs> Great.
1: Good so stuff. He, Friend- so Thanks, he says, Brenda.
0: he says, Kathy, we can get married and take care of Hetty on our own. And then Kathy says, See, this, is what I, this is what I'm talking about. I think that Kathy, I don't think that Kathy is still dating this person, but I don't think Kathy ever broke up with him, which is why she calls him uh, her boyfriend, because there's no reason that the, <laughs> unless this guy has a serious case of the bends, which is like the bends but the Benz, uh-huh. um, there's no reason that this person would think that he should be getting married to Kathy if, if they're broken up with well i know it's it's this show show. i know i shouldn't have said that i'm sorry i was wrong yeah so he he (laughs) says yeah we can get married and steal back the baby that you gave up for adoption and we signed all the paperwork and Kathy says no a heist uh she says that uh hetty deserves better and so does she and then in some other room in the house ethan calls ricky and he says i have a problem and ricky says He's like, you know, you keep calling me about your problems. In some cultures, a 13-year-old is considered an adult, and you're 15. And I'm just like, Brenda Hampton, for a fucking dollar, say the word Jewish. Does Brenda Hampton know that, I mean, okay, this Ethan, was you've already had your, your, your teen senera when you turned 13 for a Jewish ceremony. You need to be a man now. It's just, Ricky is apparently, Ricky is apparently canonically apparently ju- Jewish. Well, he doesn't know that. But, yeah, he doesn't seem to know that Jewish people exist because he didn't say the word Jewish. Anyway, I'm mad. So Ricky's also mad uh, for different reasons, though. He's mad that Ethan went over to Kathy's, even though Ethan is just studying. What if you have sex and what if you use a condom? It's your goal in high school to use a condom. Um, Ethan says, uh, Ricky, how about you come over and tell Don that it's hard to be a dad? But I just had a good montage with my son and he loves me. I can't do (laughs) that. It's actually really easy and I love it. The only hard part is to be a mom because your son hates you. Yeah, and he says uh, he says being a father is harder than you could imagine, and there's no there's no way that you could understand it until it happens to you. So don't have sex with Kathy. I love and I Ethan love how says, normal Ricky is all day long. Ethan says, "Geez, not every guy thinks about sex at all times," and Ricky makes a face at Ethan over the phone. And Ethan says, okay, you're right. I can sense your emotion through the phone. I'm very good with people, but I'm very bad at math. I can tell you're making DreamWorks face at me. You're right. I do want to get my nut off, but literally both of them. (laughs) So. uh, I want to get my rocks off. I want to get both of my rocks off. I've had it with these damn things. (laughs) You're itchy. So, um, Ricky says high school isn't the right time to, to, uh, have sex or even speak to a girl at all in general. And then Ethan says, what about Amy? And then Ricky makes an angry face and then hangs up without saying oh, goodbye. Man, I've been devastated with facts and logic. I'm not gonna say goodbye. Beep. Beep.
1: So, goodbye. Leo, Leo. What, fuck, asks,
0: wait. Huh? I said goodbye. Oh, I see your joke. I see. You were joking. No, I did. I, it, yeah. legitimately, I didn't mean to say goodbye. Leo asks Chloe how school is. And, uh, she says, Oh man, I forgot about this part. That's the words that she says. This um, is my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, you're right. This is hilarious. I love this part. So, okay, so Take Leo away, talks to Sam. Chloe. He says, because uh, she's she's texting Ben, uh, who for some fucking reason decided to explain to her how he ended up on a plane with Amy. So what Chloe says is that Amy went to the school library to print out her plane ticket. Okay. 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 I, I don't know when airports installed those kiosks, so That's fine. maybe she did that. That's fine. We, you know, some people you like to have a hard copy. What if your phone doesn't work? Whatever. It's fine. There's lots of reasons. Okay. For that. So Amy went to the library to print out her plane ticket, and then she used the the copier in the library to make a copy of it. That's fine. Better safe than sorry. What if you lose it? Okay. Yeah. We're, let's, let's just, I'll just say everything that happened and then I'll, and then I'll get mad about all of it afterwards. Okay. okay. She prints out her plane ticket, she uses the copier to make a copy of it, but then she left the copy in the machine. Oh, Amy, God, what an idiot. So then Ben also went to the library to print out his plane ticket, and then he went to make a copy of his (laughs) plane ticket, and he found the copy of her ticket in the copier. That's gotta be like the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory golden ticket for Ben. (laughs) So he... Uh, changed his flight to hers. So those are the facts that the show has given us. By the way, now Amy booked her flight at the last minute, so Ben got like a last, last minute first class ticket from the... It's fine. He Well, he's a rich asshole. That's true. Okay. 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 Why? 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 Why did Amy need a copy of her plane ticket? Why did... Mm -hmm. Why did Ben... Okay. Amy, you know, when I'm on a computer and I want to print two of something. No, shut up. I how think there's you. already a way to do that. Nope. Nope. Because how are you supposed to? Look, I enjoy making copies of things. I think it's fun. And I think uh-huh. it, a lot of teenagers of the yesteryear also, you know, they didn't have, they didn't have PlayStation 4s. They didn't have nintendo switch they only uh-huh. have copying machines and 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 fuck it doesn't make any sense why the fuck did both of them make copies of their plane tickets why, why, did, they the fuck do why did they both do this incredibly why did they both do it why did amy leave her ticket behind why have you why did you if you had to make a fucking copy who the of fuck it fuck does that <laughs> why Brenda? did you need apparently apparently she didn't need the copy that much because she forgot about it who the fuck makes a copy of their plane ticket and then ah uh, who the fuck does that <laughs> It's so weird what Amy did, and it's compounded by the fact that Ben did the exact same thing. And then he did what is possibly the creepiest thing he's done in quite Kelly a few seasons. Kelly and Courtney Turk have never done a thing in their lives, apparently. <laughs> they were in room, cranking out secret life scripts, just never uh-huh. experiencing anything until they right. were let out for the season premiere of season five. And they're like, wait, people don't make copies of their plane tickets? Huh? That's weird. Now, now, there's another layer to this because Chloe says her brain theory is that Amy left that copy for Ben to find. Well, why would Amy? Okay, this but 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 is the but but but, mm-hmm. but, but mm-hmm. Chloe's logic in that is that Amy wouldn't need a copy of her plane ticket, <sighs> which would mean that Amy said to herself, okay, I want Ben to find this ticket in the copier. How can I... Because I, well, everyone makes because I know of... that Ben's going to make a copy of his ticket, which is a thing that doesn't make sense to do, and two I know I, that. Two things I know about my, my friend Ben. Number one, he's going to make a copy of his playing ticket because everyone does that. That's a normal thing. Number two, he doesn't own a printer. I, Amy <laughs> Jurgens, live in a very small apartment with, like, one bedroom, and there's probably no space for a printer in my apartment. I don't even own a printer, me personally. Ben, right. there's no way that guy has a printer. So I'm going to leave it in here and and a copy machine either. So, well, maybe he doesn't have a copy machine, which is why I have this special trick. to. (laughs) I had to I had to go to the library to make a copy. (laughs) I love how true this this is, because when Ben emerged from the plane, the seat behind her, Amy literally screamed and yelled and jumped because she was so scared to see Ben on the plane with her. Yeah, so, so for the record, the part where Chloe is talking about, uh, I think that she did this on purpose, that's just incredibly stupid, of course she didn't. Uh, I just, the more I think about this printer-copier fiasco, I can just picture my mind twisting around into the milkman level from Psychonauts. (laughs) I, I- I am the copy machine, here to make some copies. I'm the plane ticket, I'll get you on the plane. (laughs) It just doesn't make any sense, Jordan. <laughs> it really doesn't, Turks? Like, what did like, you do? Like, that? okay. Here's a quick writing tip, okay? It could have just been a coincidence. That would be fine. Or it did there didn't need to be an explanation. They both took a red eye to New York, and there's probably not that many red eyes to New York from LA at this particular day. Like, f- <laughs> it would it's fine. You can just have it be a coincidence. Wow. Fancy meeting you here, Amy Jerkins. No, like, but Sam, you don't understand. If it was a coincidence, then it couldn't have been premeditated on Ben's part. And true love is when you sneak up, is when you change your flight so you can sit behind the girl that you dated freshman year. This is like some JK Rowling Pottermore shit where she like, she writes like eight different explanations for how Patronuses work to explain every way that your Patronus works in the series. It's like, okay, so it, it does it does this, and the animal means this, but it can also mean this because it depends on this, and if this happens, then then this means that the animal will turn into this, and th- and if you do it this way, then you can make it talk except Remember that she's that... doing it for an episode that <laughs> happened one episode ago. Remember that scene where uh, Harry used his patronus to make a copy of his boarding pass on the copy machine and then Hermione did the same thing and it was a very important scene. So yeah, the books got pretty stupid towards the end. Anyway. So then she's so she has this normal theory and then she says a really great thing which uh made me laugh and made my brain go normal which was when she says um she says, "Well, I Chloe who have been introduced in season 5 have a theory." Um, Which is, have you ever seen Amy Jurgens without a guy? First it was Ben, then it was Ricky, then it was Ben again, then it was some weird guy. Pimento. (laughs) Then it was Ricky, and it's been Ricky ever since. I know this because I've always been here, me, Chloe, who's always been on the show.
1: But yeah, then, so for what I, it's worth, for what I, it's worth... As I was getting
0: I, angry, she does say that she learned this from Ben, so... Yes, Le- I, Leo does explain, uh, you're, this is Ben's perspective, and Ben is a dipshit creep. Uh, <laughs> I do want to also add that in Amy's defense, she's not seeking these boys out They are latching onto her like lampreys and sucking the life out ex- of her. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, are you grocery shopping at eleven at night? I'm some weird guy! Pimento, <laughs> pimento, pimento, I'll call you pimento! So, um... I just need you to know that, um, I'm actually, have I given a cool teen moment yet? I'm going to give a cool teen moment to Leo, a rare cool teen moment for explaining to me, Jordan Canning, that, um, that she, Chloe learned this information from Ben. Cause if that line hadn't been put in here, I think I might've had like a full blown (laughs) mind collapse and I would have been like dead. Like, like my, my, I would have milkmaned times a thousand. How did she fucking know that? I, Thanks, I will Leo. also give my cool team moment to this scene, but I'm going to give my cool team moment to uh, the printer thing because it's the first time that I've had fun watching this show in about uh, 50 weeks, it feels like. That's almost a year, I believe you.
1: It was uh, season five so, and then
0: season four before it where Adrian Adrienne, was, uh, her, her dad wouldn't let her get an abortion. So I think you're spot on. That was fun. So uh, Leo, uh, <laughs> Leo says... Uh, in a in a spectacular moment of good writing he's like i don't know what's up with ben i thought that he was over amy he said that he was over her but now he's <laughs> stalking her again and i'm like yeah leo doesn't make a whole lot of sense you know i think i don't think a lot of shows would be improved by flashbacks like you know in in like anime and stuff it always feels like they're really padding it out when they put flashbacks yeah when in. you get four episodes of zabuza and haru yeah god that sucks or like just hey what if we showed the laboon episode again of one piece great thanks but what if I think this show actually would genuinely benefit from flashbacks of like, I thought Ben said he was over Amy, and then it cuts to Ethan and Ben. and He's like, "Wait a minute! This whole relationship has been ah, ah eureka! It was all a waste of time. I'm free. I'm free." And then he's like, "I I checked the copy machine and I found his boarding <laughs> pass. My love, I'm <laughs> sitting behind you." <laughs> literally, literally though, like like three or four episodes ben ago, Hefton Ben had this your vision, epiphany. Please. Ben had this fucking epiphany where he was like, "Oh my god, I've seen the light. I was never really we were in love so with Amy. Proud of him." A weight has been lifted off he of my character. soul. Yeah, and he was then, so proud of him, Sam. Now he's doing I would argue the most unacceptable stalker behavior he's, like he's digging ever digging done. He's like digging through her trash. No, he's he digging through He rescheduled his flight so he could sit behind her on an airplane and listen to her talk to Omar. He He's not just digging through the trash. He's just digging through everywhere, hoping to find evidence of Amy. He's he's been like fucking looking up marriage records. <laughs> do you want to talk? Do you want to talk more about Ethan and Kathy and and uh, Don Don Juan? Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a very short scene, and here. then we Ethan get to talk about the-, the best therapy scene in the show. Yeah, so Ethan walks into the kitchen with Kathy and Don, and he grabs a taco and leaves without saying anything, and then Don says, So that's your boyfriend, huh? And that's the end of that scene. Okay, so Jack uh goes to see Dr. Fields. Uh, he like because is about Dr. To... Chan is too expensive apparently. No, he's an atheist. Oh, he's an atheist. So he uh he walks out of the elevator, but then he turns around and he calls the elevator again, and but the elevator was... doors open up, but George is in it this time, and he says, Alright, Jack, let's go. I'm your dad now. He's got bang bang the boo boo gun. And he's like, yeah. "I'll let you have this if you go see Ken Fields." And he's like, "Wait, boo boo gone." So So they so they're in Dr. Fields' office unfortunately. Uh George is like he Ken Fields is like uh, uh oh yes. George is like, "Hey, I think I should uh I should leave for this." And then Ken Fields is like, "That's right, George. Therapy is very personal, and I Ken Fields have always uh, valued confidentiality above all else." And then uh I I do have to uh point out that you are wrong george actually said i should be here for this oh you're right and then ken fields George says, said i refuse to leave oh you're right ken fields wants george to leave and says that th- he lies and says therapy is very personal and he values confidentiality and then jack says uh i don't want george to leave and also can i ask you a few questions first do you believe that jesus christ is the one and only son of god <laughs> uh yep so that happens <laughs> on the show uh, thanks so- jack thanks brenda i love therapy so Jack says, uh, Jack says, uh, God fixed my bones. And Dr. Field says, no, I don't know anything about bones or God, but I trust. I'm, I'm you're, just a just simple the Southern says. therapist. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Jack says, uh, by the way, George so- is going to be sitting in on this entire therapy session because fuck me yep. the confidentiality. It's fine. It's good. Well, not, and we not, love that, just, just the rest of this scene we love so them. so jack says something shifted in my heart when i shot at george and george says "Hush, something shifted inside me too but luckily not in my pants ben at that i feel like george this is the first time that in the entire show that uh bodily function is ever oh i guess poop city in episode one this is the first time yeah, since city. episode one that shit has been mentioned amazing <laughs> yeah bringing it back so kenfield says hey do you re- hey kids do you remember shitting <laughs> kids these days only care about fidget spinners and shitting it's like uh in the episode of boy meets world uh when they graduate high school and uh they see minkus for the first time since season one no clue never seen it so ken fields is like so jack but it's pooping i see so they see pooping for the first time right so Jack says the reason he's here is because he can't sleep, and then I think George says that Tom already told everyone. Yeah, which- yeah. He he starts to he starts to tell Doctor Fields what's going on, but then he hesitates, and George says, "Oh, go door. ahead." Tom already told everyone anyway. So Jack confided in Tom, and Tom, like, said some nice comforting shit to him, and then went behind his back and told hey, everyone guys, what he told this is the funniest him. thing. Uh, you know your friend Jack Pappas, who was horribly beaten into a coma for three months and suffered major trauma? that oh, fucking cucks and can't sleep. <laughs> so uh, so Jack, Jack is actually Jack very tells- comforted by this knowledge and doesn't seem to mind and loves Tom. Anymore. Yeah, he likes it. It's fine. So, Tom I mean, says, Tom destroyed his nuts and he's still best friends with him, so. So, Jack is like, he expl- reiterates, he's like, even though the guy left the country, I still see his face everywhere I look. And when I'm asleep, I'm afraid that he's gonna come and, like, kill me in my sleep. And then Ken and Field, Kenfield says, huh, that's, that's pretty cool. That's, he that says, seems good. He that's says, fine. He says, you're afraid, Jack, and no, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's good to be afraid sometimes. Can Yeah, this he can't. is not one of he those fell times. He was asleep at the wheel. He got into a car accident. He almost he killed almost a man killed with George. a gun that he had because he was fucking He was fucking going to kill a dude with a gun. <laughs> it doesn't work like that, this Mr. This is Fields. the worst. Th- like, okay, you're Here Here's a tip. Here's a tip for uh a writer. Uh, and this is not something I've thought about before, but now I'm thinking that maybe this is a huge issue, okay? If you're writing a scene with a therapist in it, maybe, like, just ask a therapist what they would say? I don't know. Hey, excuse me. uh So, I have a character in my show. His name is Jack. He's been uh, horribly beaten and traumatized, and he's afraid that the guy who beat him savagely into a coma for three years huh, is That like sounds a- pretty cool! Yeah, well, it's not cool. It's actually really harrowing. And we actually the last episode. He, <laughs> no, it isn't. Well, listen, listen, listen. The last episode actually ended on a cliffhanger where um he was so traumatized and horrified that the that the man was going to come back that he pulled a gun on a dear friend, a good friend of his, and almost killed him. <laughs> wow, that's great. So he goes to his therapist, and so imagine I'm Jack, and I say, "I'm just so afraid." What would you say? <laughs> nice. Interesting. Have a good day. Fear good. <laughs> It's good. That's, well, that's cool. Bye. Look. look. Then he gives Jack even more advice that is good advice and the best advice of Feel all time. Feel love, Jack. Feel okay. Oh, th- th- a r- a rare moment of uh, uh agreeing with George again in this yeah, episode. Yeah, where George is like, "What the hell? You're gonna make him want a- You're gonna make yeah, him Yeah, George is like, back. "Don't don't tell him that it's good that he's afraid." And then Jack's like, "No, he almost I w- fucking killed me." He's like, "I won't not g- want my gun back, George, because the guy could have a bigger gun. But look, I can't fight him off." Because I've got an arm and a leg in a cast, and that's why I want my cast off. Because when the pimp walked in, when the pimp's in the crib with his baseball bat and he tells me to start praying Christian, my arms and legs, uh, they were not in a cast. But I was not able to beat them, uh, fight him off then. H- However, God has healed my bones stronger than ever before. Therefore, if he ever shows up again, I will be able to fight him back. And then Ken Fields- But not with these casts on. Ken Fields, like, smiles and he's like, I think we're making great progress, Jack. Well, you're wrong! <laughs> you're the fucking worst therapist yeah, in Yeah, so, okay. Anything. So, Jack says, Jack says the real issue is that his confidence is shot because with his arm and leg in these casts, he won't be able to defend himself. And then Ken says, ah, that's why you want the casts off. They make you feel vulnerable. And Jack has water eyes and he nods and George says, huh, told you he was good. And okay, 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 okay. okay. So... If the if the issue was that Jack was feeling vulnerable, he would know that he would be vulnerable with or without the cast because his arm and leg are broken. So because the man and he even said before like what if the Pip shows up with a gun? Your arms and legs aren't going to help you f- then, Jack. Right, the, like you, your arm was doing just fine to almost kill George. The p- but oh, that's the is, issue. If the if, he, if his arm is, hadn't been in a cast, the he would have successfully one shot George. Living in fear all the time is going to fucking ruin your life, and you don't need to be afraid. They've told you that he's out of the country. You're surrounded by people who care about you. We have wonderful, perfect law enforcement who will protect. You're right, every- <laughs> Doctor. The real issue is that I failed to gib George because of my cast. I should. I think Ken Fields really just wanted him to kill George. I don't know yeah. why <laughs> everyone everyone is everyone wants yeah everyone's like Jack. You need to keep your gun on you and stay with George for as long as possible. As long you're as the it good, takes. You're the good guy with the gun, Jack. This is we need you. You're gonna become what a if this gun. this is t- some shit where it's like Anne doesn't want to like evict them like officially, because so she's she- just like <sighs> trying to get George killed. No, no, no. What it is is that George realizes that he needs Jack because if Anne sends someone to evict him, bang, 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 dead. No one's getting in that house. No one's getting in there. Okay, but seriously, though, like, okay, the way that this whole situation has clearly, clearly, explicitly been written is that Jack's brain is, like, rejecting the idea that there's anything wrong with him. Like, he has been very consistently, like... Anytime anyone's like, Jack, you need to take your pain medication. Jack, you need to get some sleep, Oh, I'm not sleep. in pain. Jack, My you... bone is fine. I'm not tired. I'm good. I'm fine. And like, then f- none of that is it, it at all in line with this vulnerability thing. It's just, like, you... Like, if you wanted and then to, to have tell the- him And then to tell h- him that his feelings are good, actually, and it's good to be fucking, like... You know, danger can come from all sides. Never let your guard down. Always have a gun on you at all times. That man at the burger shop, he could be the person trying to kill you, Jack. You're good. You're valid. What (laughs) a fucking, this this would have, this would have been so easy to write in a way that makes sense. Just have fucking Jack Jack be like, everyone keeps trying to make me go to therapy. I keep telling them I'm fine. And then and then Ken Fields points out what Jack's been going through and he pulls the information out of him and he gets Jack to be open. There's no reason that Jack would have confessed the, the truth I to Tom because the issue else? apparently Can was actually that he's easier? vulnerable. Can I throw out something it, easier? This show sucks. This show is bad at writing. Writing is so hard. Writing a good therapy know, scene it's is just, hard. It's just, just have a scene where Jack walks in, Ken Fields is like Jack, I've been expecting him. He walks through the door and then later in this episode, he's just like, wow, man, I really, I, I'm feeling so much better and I'm going to keep seeing Ken Fields and I, I think I can grow and not be afraid anymore. They don't have God, to show it, it. If you can't <laughs> write it, don't write it. That's this how I r- This writing really does feel like, this is something that you could fix if like anyone looked over it once. I think that I think that which is al- which is ironic because it was written by two people. <laughs> I think they wrote it with their eyes closed, and they did write it inside of the room where they've never left before. Oh, so okay, so um, so after all that bullshit happens, Jack is like, uh, "I'm crying." Doctor Fields, can you can you keep doing therapy of me? And George says, "I think that you're gonna be just fine." And then George leaves. So he does leave eventually. Yay, Dude, Jack. Take this. I can't supply you with medication, but I can't supply you with this second gun. <laughs> So Nora is here to visit Ricky, and it's great, and we love this scene, too. And she says, wow, taking care of a kid all day makes you want to drink. Wow, cool, Nora. Okay, hey, 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 Nora. Hey, Nora. Hey, Nora. Maybe don't joke with Ricky about him getting drunk to deal with the stress of raising his son considering his childhood, your husband. Do you remember that guy, Bob? Or, or you. Or you, as well. Like, no offense, but you are How not- funny. Hey, remember when he threw a knife at me? I was so high that day. I love it as a recovering God. drug addict. I hate drugs, he but man, I loved how high peg. I was when my husband threw knives at me. Fuck, I forgot about that. So then- Like a fun game of mumbly peg. That was Ethan who said mumbly peg, actually. I know, but it was. That like was fun a fun game game Mumbly Mumbly peg. Peg. Um. Oh my god, you're right. I forgot that that was a different scene about two someone people throwing knives. knives learn at them, uh, Brenda <laughs> what the write- fuck <laughs> is wrong with this show? Okay, anyway. So so Nora's like talking about, oh, she talks about getting a car, and then Ricky's like, you gotta learn to drive first. You gotta learn to walk before you can run sometimes. Kid has become a parent. And then uh, she says like, oh, you know, I can always help you with John. I'm doing really well in my life, and I did just make a joke about you drinking, that's fine, but also I can babysit in a pinch, or not in a pinch. Oh, also, uh, you had pointed out previously, and I'm not not—I'm not just saying this to own you, but you you had pointed out, was it last week that you said at the end of the episode Nora had a glass of wine? I swear I saw a glass of wine. It was two episodes ago. It sounds ago. like, at least from, from how Nora talks in this one, it sounds like she has not started drinking it again. I so think I, that, I, that might have just been a complete accident. Maybe she had a wine glass full of a frothy of mug of water. It was grape juice. It was, I swear she had a glass with like a red liquid in it. It was grape juice. It was I Raisin guess. Bran. It was, it was the drink of Raisin Bran chicken soup for the wine (laughs) and uh and so Nora's like uh, oh i can babysit john in a pinch and then ricky's like oh well it doesn't matter because because amy's gonna be back tomorrow and then she says wow ricky i really appreciate and respect you here's a hundred dollars by the way now i'm have water eyes now i'm (laughs) my eyes are all wet um because you're i'm just appreciating what a great kid you are no wait i'm just i'm getting a note from brenda she says i'm fired if i don't say this you're a great man. Yay! By the way, was, plenty of single dads can raise their kids alone, no reason, don't worry about it. <laughs> just, just saying, hey, I'm just, these are just the facts, I'm fucking, just the facts She's person. a fucking Ricky single dad accelerationist here, just like, oh, don't worry. Okay, so here we go, I'm about to become mad, okay, you ready? Oh, you weren't mad before, so this is gonna be exciting. Nora says, she's like, you know, Ricky, I was really happy when you told me that you and Amy were married. But? But I was equally happy when you told me that you weren't married. Because I don't think you should marry Amy. Whoa. And she says, "The this is the part where I become mad. Here this we go. This is the far part where you fall down and bleed to death. Thank you, Oblivium. So Nora says, uh, she's like, Ricky, everyone is always talking about how Amy's only 18 and she's got her whole life ahead of her. And think of where she could go if she didn't have to uh, stay with her son and, and be a mother. <laughs> but... But I could say the same thing for you. You're 19 and you have your whole life ahead. Of- and I'm just like, pause. When does anyone, when is on, anyone hold ever, hold on, hold when on? Is en- when has anyone ever, ever talked about Amy's future on this show? Brenda? We have had one million billion thousand infinity million conversations about how Ricky is amazing genius and he could do anything he wants with his future and oh my god I love him so much. And Leo has already offered him a full-time executive high-paying mm-hmm. position at the Bo- Butcher Industries when he graduates. Nobody has ever given a fuck about Amy's future. Literally in season 1, before Amy committed to keeping her baby, people talked about how the baby would would be like, "Oh, but Amy, you have your whole life ahead of you. You can't raise a baby." But I mean, I say I say people said that. I think that was like Amy said that. And then everyone else said no, keep the baby. Yeah. And since since she had that baby, nobody has given one sliver of a fuck about Well, she gave she gave up French horn, her one aspiration. Right, right. Amy has had one dream since childhood for her future, which was to play the French the French horn. And the show tore that away from her because they decided that she canonically sucks shit at it and and then nobody ever 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 felt any sympathy for her or gave a shit about her future ever again. We've had like, since John was born, it's just been a fucking given that Amy will have no future. And nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares. And then then against all odds, she got accepted into her dream school. And this is the one thing that she's cared about since giving up French horn is going to Hudson. And all that we do is shame her for it. And Ricky opens her (laughs) mail and tells her that it's all her fault. Well, you gotta understand, Sam, that when she agreed to keep the baby and not give it up for adoption and raise it, uh, she made the correct moral choice, according to the Christian show, yes? And this is why she needs to be punished for it, is because she also, she's decided that she wants something, and that's just really unacceptable. And uh, she just, just did, she did have her whole life ahead of her, and she is 18, but also she has a baby, and she has to accept that. The fucking nerve. That Nora would be like, everyone's always saying, oh, but what about Amy's future? Nobody gives a fuck about Amy's future, not even Amy. Amy's Amy, like, Amy dared to care about where she goes to school, and it was a fucking war crime that we've spent half a season, like, wringing our hands about, oh my god, how could she do this? Can fucking believe what she did? She wanted to go to college somewhere else? What is wrong with this show? Why does this show hate women so much? I mean, I know why, but, like, why? I, I cannot believe the extent to which it demonizes Amy. It's Amy... It's, if Amy wanted to be correct and be nice and cared for by the show, she literally would have had to given birth to John and then like dropped out of high school and secluded herself because the show also like demonized her because she wanted to talk to her friends and like go to Lauren's house one time. And then they, the, Oh R-Riku my was, God. How you could she? It's my, w- I got a word. Amy, you don't get it. Money is tight. That's why I. it's oh, not. Shit, I just I dropped lied. my wad of cash. Oh, I forgot to pay free rent. Damn it, Amy, I gotta work money so tight, I gotta buy so many diapers. John won't stop shitting by the way that so, exists. Yeah, hey, you should just potty train that kid already because he's like three years old. Once that's done, you have no expenses anymore. You just <laughs> you, don't have You have any. infinity money. You have so much money, you're so rich. Just fucking so, do whatever you want. So Ricky and Nora do crying and Ricky says, I don't really want to marry Amy. And then Nora hugs him and they both cry. (laughs) You're so valid. You're so valid. I love you and I hate Amy. and And then she says, maybe I shouldn't stay for dinner. And then she leaves. And in this moment, I am thinking very calmly and rationally and calmly about how Ricky is currently going to school for a business degree. When Leo is already offering him an office job at the meat company, he could just drop out of school and take that job. but But what about his future someone think about ricky yeah his future that is that he wants to work at the meat company for leo his future the future that he wants is already being offered to him on a fucking silver platter like ben was eating cheerios (laughs) off of once (laughs) and i liked it and it's giving it's the only thing that i have to smile about right now and i'm actually smiling right now as i say this out loud i'm so happy right now he could just take that job from leo his dream would come true. That's the only thing that he wants in life is to. Like, that's the only reason inherit, he's going to he college. He would probably inherit the company from Leo because Ben has expressed that he doesn't want it. But then if he did that, he would have nothing to complain about. He needs to be in school so that Amy can be holding him back from following his dreams that <laughs> he could only, just have at any the moment. The only thing that makes Ricky happy is, is him looking good in comparison to his shitty wife who doesn't care. Anyway, I'm ready to move on from this scene if you are. So Nora gets. Uh, Nora comes home to george's house and uh and she's like oh i was gonna go to jeff's but i went to a, a i went to a hey dude a meeting do they know that they're being evicted they break it up but the, do they care no it's fine because george has a successful business he could always live there, like neither like my... of them is like looking for another place to live no Nora talks about looking for another place to no live. i i know but not yet well also george could always live in the furniture store because he also still owns that Shit. and that is my he could live in the restaurant which is another long time dream of mine <laughs> okay so george uh george says jack went back to his parents house because he's great how nice Ken Fields, one, done ther- it. one therapy session cured him yes yeah, man. On one therapy session he brought so her george some steak says, he's like i brought you the steak but it's not bojkovic meat this means nothing i promise and then nora says hey that's funny you say that because i have a pamphlet for you and i the we on uh, on the show Like, as part of the episode, we're gonna witness George and Nora talking about his meat supplier for the restaurant. Don't worry about it, because Ricky already did it. Thanks, Ricky. Yeah, so, okay, so George is like... Do you hear that fleshy tapping in the background? That's the show jerking off Ricky Ricky Underwood again. Yeah, so Ricky says, uh... George says, I actually was already going to switch to Boykovich beef, because Ricky gave me a call earlier today... And he talked to me about prices and products while John was down for his nap. So Ricky was fucking Unpi- complaining love- today about how fucking so busy he was, and he took time out labor. of his busy day to. Gotta- he's like, "Oh, I just put my son down for his nap. Time to do marketing for the business that I work I for." I fucking for literally hate Ricky. No he's such a fucking bootlicker. He's not a comrade. He's a shitty, horrible person. He works in the butcher shop making fucking gift baskets. <laughs> why is he? Why is he like doing sales? Ricky, stock the olives and make it uh one of the most business uh important business dealings in the small town la let's c- complete the monopoly for us no extra pay for you Boykovit or i i should say his name is not ricky boykovich yet it will <laughs> not be yet. One, once so, leo so, finishes adopting him so nora and george literally talk for a moment about how ricky is so amazing i fucking hate this show so much let me go so nora i don't says, <laughs> Nora says, You know, George, I have a feeling, I don't know why, just for some weird reason, I have a feeling that someday soon Anne is going to ask us to move out. And I said, Wow, was your first clue when she told you that she was evicting you? And George, then George says, No, she, she won't. George cranks his grogger at the mention of Anne, and he's like, I need to get new people in my life and not be afraid of my horrible ex wife anymore. I just want to, I was talking to you about this before the episode, but do you remember that uh, episode, early season one, where like, Anne made a, uh, an entire pot of coffee and then Amy was sitting there and she like tells her that she's pregnant and then like later in the episode they had this really heartwarming conversation about like oh you know it's it's, it's not so bad being a mom whatever it's really sweet right mm-hmm. no Anne is like f- hanging the sword of Damocles over the entire show she's this horrible like nightmare you are gonna have to find another <laughs> she're <laughs> took- gonna have to find another Seth she took she took George's son from him for no reason. <laughs> Well, to be fair, that was David. I know, but she's like she's mad at him for for uh trying to maintain his own son. She's so angry at him that she's going to evict George because he wanted to take care of the son he was taking care of his whole life. Yeah, so so Nora says, I think Anne might evict us, and George can't hear her because he's furiously cranking his grog. <laughs> so she says The nicest she says, people in season one, Amy and Anne, are now the, the villains of the piece. So Nora says, are you going to marry Kathleen? And he says, yes. And then Nora says, thank you for being a friend. And I'll find an apartment. I've decided for some reason right now. I never thought about it before, but now <sighs> I'm thinking that I might find an apartment for myself. And then Great. they hug and it's nice, except that it's not. Nothing is nice when the main character, George Shurgins is on screen. No, I hate it. So Ethan talks to Kathy in her kitchen. Don and, is gone. Uh, Don, Don is <laughs> gone. Yeah. She's uh, like, time for he's... homework. And he's like, no, no way. He's surprisingly supportive considering what a, fucking blood-sucking freak he is <laughs> he's like wait before we start homework kathy are you okay i just wanted to, just wanted to check if you're okay with uh, since all of that happened and she's like yeah i don't i don't like talking about the baby uh, but uh i i just i feel so selfish and stupid and she, and he says about what and she says i love you and he says i love you too what do you feel selfish and stupid about and she says i love you and he says way what and then she says, no, weigh protein. And he says, how much should I weigh? And then she and says, then... I love you as much as Jesus is my co-pilot. <laughs> and then he says, uh, he says, Kathy. Oh, oh." Th- she says the reason that she feels selfish and stupid is because uh, she's got all this baggage and uh, it's selfish of her to want him to uh, put up with her baggage, I guess, is the idea. And then uh, so she says she's afraid that he'll break up with her. And he says, Kathy you fucking dumbass. You're stupid if you think that I'm gonna break up with you. You fucking idiot. And, and then she he says, "Oh, thank you. And then he says, "I once again, I don't know what algebra is, but I know people, and I know that Don... They, okay, they fucking swapped out the Jesus is my co-pilot to have Ethan say, I don't know about math, but I know about people two weeks in a row. So he says, she says she's worried that Don Juan wants to go take the baby, and then he says, no. He's not looking... What is this? He's like, he's not looking this to take the baby home with him. This doesn't make any sense. And, he, and then he's like, he doesn't... Oh, doesn't he say he doesn't care about the baby or you? He's He yes, wants something... Yes. What happens is, Kathy says, he's going he's to try to take me and the baby back to Texas. No, Ethan says, no, he's not. He's, he's a liar. And then Kathy says, I don't think he's lying. And Ethan says, yeah, well, you didn't think he was lying either when he said he Did has you? foolproof birth control, Amy. And then... <laughs> Did you uh, notice Kathy the says, did you notice that the in Kathy's grandma's uh, kitchen there was that solid gold horse and it was gone after Don Juan had left? That was <laughs> no, really weird. No, that's so, that's so weird. He t- That's so weird. I didn't I didn't notice that her that their collection of Fabergé eggs disappeared. Their Fabergé horses disappeared. <laughs> so so Ethan says uh uh he says uh you you know i was surprised you always made it sound like your ex was was a nerd and she's like oh he is a nerd and ethan says no he's not he's strong and attractive and i can tell that he thinks he's a real slick intellectual which means that uh you're wrong about him and he's not he thinks that he's slick so he's not really here for the baby or for you he's here for something else and i'm just like what? What are you talking about? We'll find what out. What am I, what is he? We'll find out on the all new episode of Secret Life of the American Teenager. What, World. what could it be? <laughs> it's, it's the fabri for their collection. new French horse. <laughs> it's the power horse. <laughs> so Amy wakes up in New York and calls Ricky and she's like, I can't sleep. I love that this show doesn't know what like time is, whatever. Um And then. What's the problem with time? I feel like that they, the times shouldn't be where they are but it's okay Uh, i mean it's it's night it's night for both of them right Eh, it's fine whatever she says like something's bothering me ricky and he's like is it how much i hate you i mean whatever no never mind and then she's like it's that i don't want to lose you and also i love my son and i hope my son loves me and i can't wait to be a couple in a family season five finale of the show and then then ricky makes man pain face and says (laughs) nothing for two solid seconds and then the scene ends then Ben gets is... a knock on his door and we see for the first time in like two seasons a sex girl appear. They were a dying breed, but here's one, a real <laughs> sex girl in the flesh. Yeah, ben, so Ben is in his dorm that I you know, I didn't do any college visits, is that a know. thing? Stay in I don't know, maybe I think I think they know. do that sometimes. That's, okay, so yeah. Ben's, Ben's in a dorm room and it's 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 like full of uh teens who are getting a bit rowdy and having party and uh so some sex girl knocks on his door. And then he says, I'm leaving to go stay in a hotel because it's too loud here. And she says, yeah, they're having a party, but I'm not really into it. And then Ben says, well, do you want to come share my suite with me? And then she makes face. And I <laughs> didn't know what she was feeling, but it doesn't matter because that's the end of the scene. It will never come up again. Doesn't um, matter. Then Jack's parents are in bed. And I wrote a note at the beginning that said uh, that there's going to be a funny reveal where Jack is sleeping in their bed. And then I was right. But they're like, "Wow, well, oh, our son is OK. Funny. Yeah. ha yeah, so Jack's mom, who, as a reminder, is named Dee Dee, uh, asks Reverend Stone if Was Dr. Not Fields- Was that not just only in the fanfic Jimmy read? Is that canon? No, her name is Dee Dee. Okay. Dee Dee Stone. Yeah. So, uh, so Dee Dee asks Reverend Stone, she says, did Dr. Fields say how long it'll be until Jack is better, which one. is not one, how therapy one, works? One session. We did it. We, we did it. We did it, folks. You don't get, like, a fucking ETA on therapy. It's a fucking process. How and long this until is we pry the, the trauma out of his brain? Like- She's been in therapy. She should know that's not how it no, works. No, she went to grief counseling, and, and she knows that Jack isn't going to marry Ken um, Fields. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then they hear a loud, funny snore, and the camera pans up to reveal that they're sleeping on the floor of Jack's room. The wow. end. I thought Jack was sleeping in their bed, and they were on the floor, because he wasn't in a race car bed. Kelly and Courtney Vision. <laughs> Let's do some questions. Uh, favorite good. least favorite characters? Least favorite character... Ty of ken Fields and Reverend Stone—they both fucking yeah, my, suck. Yeah, mine was right Ken, there. but Reverend Stone is a very good choice. Can I can I hit you with a wild card? Least favorite character, John. I'm so um... sick of this kid. <laughs> Is that is that going to be, our? we've got our least favorite character besides, besides George, ben, Ricky, Ben, <laughs> Ethan, or John. Yeah, he's on the list now. Fuck that kid. No, John's not on the list. It's not his fault. I mean, it he's is his toddler. fault. He's a toddler. He's in his terrible twos or threes. He's in his terrible fours and he hates his mom. He's been yeah. alive since season one and it's season five and Amy's graduating from college even though she got pregnant freshman year. Therefore, he's a, there, he's got to be at least like three, but whatever. It doesn't matter anymore. Nothing Who, matters. Who is your favorite character this week? <sighs> Uh, fuck, man, that's so hard. No one's good on the show anymore. I mean, Amy wasn't really in it. No, Amy doesn't count. Clo, Kathy? I said Kathy. Kathy. She didn't do anything wrong yeah, this week, right? I guess. She kept calling that guy her boyfriend, but whatever. She was being honest with herself that she was never willing to, uh, break up with him. I mean, he's he's a real suave boy. <laughs> he's so suave. Here we have some questions. You can send a question into jerganet.tumblr.com forward slash ask if you've got any questions. We've got one from from friend of the show, and I don't enjoy this name, Xi Jingping Thought, which is friend of the show Chai. Listen to the podcast Ephemera, it'll break your brain, like this show. And it says, How do you square the circle that asking for questions about an episode nobody's heard about until the day you answer the question is just the pre taped Colin Show sketch? Thanks, XOXO Chai. It I do like the pre tapes call in sketch. For what it's worth, we do uh we do live blog the episode. Usually usually uh you will make a post that's like, uh, we're gonna record in a minute, send us questions about the following topics, but you just didn't do it. I didn't do it this week because I t- man, who cares? Who cares about it? It's bad. It's a bad show. <laughs> okay. Just send us a, send us mental health questions from now on. Just be like, are you send okay? Send us questions about literally whatever. The Can you, you please send care. us questions about anything else that isn't this show? As and that'll for, be like anime recommendations or oh, something. Or just like s- this is our self. I've self-care. been watching High That's good oh this is it this is it look this is from friend of the show trash Squatch. thank you so much ready this says and this is every question from now on has to be like this i've de- decided if it's about the show i'm not answering it no we'll answer okay. it it's our eternal quest but do do these something keeping me distracted from how fucking mad i am about this week's episode is how much i'm looking forward to growing native wildflowers in my garden this year what's a hobby that keeps you guys distracted from brenda's terrible vision that's so nice i love that i'm really i'm really happy. that's great To hear about your wild, uh, wildflowers. I've tried growing plants before and it never works out for me. I- haven't. Um, what have you been up to lately that's been bringing you joy? What sparks joy in your life? Uh, I've mostly been a a bitch nerd watching anime and playing video games. I've been getting back into Horizon Zero Dawn, which is extremely good. Uh, uh, Lauren and I watched all of Season 1 of Haikyuu, which was incredibly good. Um, hmm... I I'm gonna I'm gonna go see uh, uh F plus live. Uh, oh, that's fun! This coming weekend. Been meaning to get around to one of those one day. Um, I have been playing. I just picked up Monster Hunter World again today, so that's gonna be on my brain. for What's What's your weapon type of choice? Okay, I my first go through because I played I played a while and then I kind of restarted and and started a new file like a year later. So I started out glaive because glaive is the best. In the Instant world. glaive is very fun. I I love doing flips and stunts. Flips and stunts are fun, but I, I did get a little bored of it after a while. So I picked up Lance, and Lance owns. I love Lance. Really, I, I never Lance. got into Lance. I love Lance, Lance just seems so slow and no, because you get plotting. right up in the, you get right up in their grill, and you just stand right next to them and hammer at them. It rules. It's so fun. I also love the bow. The bow is super fun to use. Oh man, and I'm But think- bow's okay. I, I'm thinking I, about. I, I liked bow more when I realized that it doesn't just play like a bow because no, it has like, like combos yeah. and stuff oh it's so fun it's really cool that monster hunter made uh uh like ranged combat into like combo based skill based <laughs> stuff i think it's really cool Man, i've i've fucking tried the like light bow gun i don't fucking get that one i've at never all. i've tried that once it was a disaster i've also been meaning to get into gun lance again because gun lance is pretty fun too um the Which other one? thing gun lance okay the other uh, thing here's that been... here's what i'll tell you okay because mm-hmm. here's here's mine okay the and and if anyone doesn't care uh i don't care that you don't care so just appreciate uh, our joy right now okay yeah so my i started with longsword and for for the record we both i assume i don't know about you but i'm pre- i assume that we both started playing monster hunter yes. with monster hunter world this is our this is my first one yes okay yeah so i started with the longsword and what a fucking experience that was because i i was like oh okay i know how the longsword works you, you attack with it and then it starts glowing red and then you can do one big attack and it resets the meter. Uh, what I did not know was that when it starts glowing red, it's reached like level two and then you can do a thing to get it to go up to like level three. Yes. So I was, I was like using the weapon at like one third of its potential and I was like, this is great. The one thing about Monster Hunter, and this is just a Monster Hunter podcast for a second, then I want to talk about my other thing that has been bringing me joy, um, is that it's a great game. It has Dark Souls disease, where it has a horrible job of explaining itself, and it has a really terrible UI, in my oh, opinion. Oh yeah, that's the thing, is the only way to know how you to actually to use a weapon. You have to watch videos on the You internet. have to go on YouTube and Which, watch how to do it. I'll tell you what, the people who, uh, put up those weapon tutorials, they rule. Like, they're great. They're super helpful resources. What is it? I, there, there's two that I can't remember their names, but it's like, next, nextman, and, there's... and, funny like, funny hat boy or something there's funny hat boy and next Man, and they're both really good um the one i've been watching watching i think it's called like weapon workshop or something like that anyways okay the other thing that's bringing me uh just unbelievable amounts of happiness to my life is the uh is the british television show taskmaster which is one of the funniest things i've seen in my life in a long time i've seen a couple i've seen a couple episodes of whichever season james acaster was on that's season uh, seven Okay, I did I did enjoy uh, what I saw of it, but I I do need to watch more of it. I would highly recommend. Um, I think it's season. F- there's two really good seasons. There's season four, I think it is, which has um, Catherine Ryan and a couple of uh, Doc Brown is on it. And there's I do, one I do enjoy Catherine Ryan. Uh, uh, and then there's one the one season five with Bob Mortimer is uh, oh is just chef kiss. Bob Mortimer is a fucking freak. But <laughs> dude, Bob Mortimer and Rod Gilbert um on taskmaster are like unhinged demons of chaos rod gilbert is another fucking what what is wrong with that if you've ever seen like would i lie to you with rod gilbert and thought this guy is uh uh, just fucked up you need to watch taskmaster because he he's a good friend (laughs) of the taskmaster and basically made it his goal to like just make him as mad as he possibly could i did i did see the uh the quick change task uh, that one was, was to, honestly one of my least favorite of the season. I did I did not like it very much. But uh, yeah, that was the one where it was like, "All right, your job is to do a, a quick change." And Rod Gilberts was like, "Okay, I'm going to wear a, a bikini and then take it off very quickly." Um, he which did. I don't I don't think that's a quick change. There was no, they didn't agree either. But there was one task that was deliver a task to the to the host Alex Horn in the most spectacular way possible. And the way Rod Gilbert did it was he speared the letter through a javelin and threw it uh through a wall into the room where he was sitting in Jesus such a way that it Christ. stuck into the wall. And they took points off of it because of how unbelievably dangerous it was. Please yeah, watch Taskmaster. I, I would say... Seasons one through three are all for free on YouTube, but they did censor the swears, which makes it a little less funny Uh if you Also, want. go on YouTube and just search Bob Mortimer, Would I Lie to You? Watch the compilation. Man... It's the weirdest man alive. <laughs> he... There's a one task in season five where the task was to write a song about a stranger and the stranger is just sitting in the room. Yes. And the first thing that Bob Mortimer said when he walked into the room is, do we strike you? (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with him? Okay. Those are two things that I enjoy. Please watch Taskmaster. Do I kill him? Do I? The other question he asked was, uh, do you ever steal something? Okay. That's a fair question. Please watch Taskmaster. It's so good. I'll, I'll I'll try to remember to check it out. Anyway, uh, is that it? Are we done? I think we're done. Thanks for All thanks right. for bearing can, through us you, talking about things we enjoy. Yeah, you can find us on Twitter at jurgen jergonit.tumblr.com, twitter.com slash posistress is me, twitter.com slash Rex is Jordan. Uh, we have a Discord. You can chat with us uh, about the episode, and and you can watch me live blog it and get very, very mad. Uh patreon.com slash it if you want to support the show uh we are coming down to the end but we're gonna do just some because season we've, six just because we finished the the tv show does not mean that the podcast will be over we'll stick around a uh, little while longer yeah so so don't think that there's no reason to support us because and then once god knows we need it once we're done releasing um, episodes we're just i'm just yeah, kidding no. just a joke haha <laughs> <laughs> ha, just for no. laughs uh one dollar gets you access to all of our bonus content our secret diary of ashley jurgens readings our episode audio commentaries our circle jurg episodes our uh did i say fan fiction readings i don't think i did yet our Grand high school exchange program episodes where we watch different high school teen movies and we talk about them and it's fun uh i'll be uh busy this weekend but i think i should be good to watch beastly after that let's do beastly next weekend let's commit good Hell yeah, we're committing. Uh $5 gets you a shout-out in the podcast, and you can send in a message that we'll read in Ben Voice ASMR optional. Nobody's been doing that, which is fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. You don't have to. It's your money. It's your money. I don't know. Uh $10 gets you all that shit plus a super special Discord role that lets you listen to the podcast while you record live. Shout-out to our 10 and $5 subscribers. Who are Walter W. Destryhawk, well, HK, Dr. B Danny and Alexander Grass Dragon Corbett? Were you saying something? I said who are they and then you interrupted me with the thing I oh, wanted to know. That's none of your fucking business. I'm so sorry. This is my Patreon. <laughs> this is my show. I'm sorry. Ricky, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a terrible wife. Anyway, uh you can find all of our episodes at secretlifepod.com. You can listen to the podcast, you can review us on iTunes, you can review us on uh your you can review us in real life if you ever meet us tell us how we're doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah five yeah. stars yeah give us give us a piece of your mind <laughs> like comment uh, and subscribe <laughs> we are hosted on noise the home of podcasts such as podcasts such as henry kissinger's pokemon going to die which is back from its long break and i was on the new episode fun fact hooray uh giants confirmed i just caught up in there uh they did john henry and i listened to john henry and the episode on john henry and that's an album it's a good album John Henry by They Might be Giants for the record.
1: No, the uh, the, Dis- the
0: Disney short. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh podcasting is forbidden in the cloud recesses. Love that one. The the newest uh episode title of which is The Public Universal Asshole, which is fun to look at. It's a good one. I think I I'm I'm going to be on that one again in a couple months for a very special Yay. chapter. Radish. Um, radish. Pitch uh tuning fork. That's not what the podcast's called. It's I almost said pitchfork, that's not right. It's tuning fork. It is tuning fork and Wonder mother. Your ex- Whoa, I meant to say more and others, but I instead said and mother. Mother. And mother. The Other Mother, a podcast about Nora. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, even though she wasn't here for this episode, thanks, Brenda. And thank thanks, you. Brenda, for not being on this episode thanks brenda and thank you Sisters she was Turk. in she was in france buying a golden horse to replace the one that don stole <laughs> she was she's burning the show to the ground and is just gonna collect on the insurance after it's gone yeah they're gonna drop a piano on her in bye the see you next week bye. thanks brenda bye. bye bye i'm gonna end the recording now me too okay Brenda Vision american teenager in-